Alrighty, good morning everyone. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast. We continue our journey through the AFC North as we are doing our team previews for Fantasy Football 2021. And we're on to the Cincinnati Bengals. Wiz, Cincinnati Bengals, Zach Taylor, new coach last year, but uh, unfortunately uh, the Joe Burrow era off to a slowish start because of the injury, the ACL, so he'll Looks to be returning from that. Looks to be able to be starting in week one. So, uh, Joe Burrow, a lot of weapons here in the passing game. Uh, let's see if the Bengals can kind of bust out of this cycle. They've won six, two, and four games in the last three years. So, the Bengals remain the Bungles. Uh, well, I, I like their, I like this roster. I think they're a, you know, a team um, that the trajectory is pointing up. Um, you know, Joe Burrow got hurt, and I think he got hurt in his 10th game that he played in last year. So nine-plus games, almost through for a whopping 2,700 yards in, in nine games, uh, was on pace to throw for uh, well over 4,000 yards as a rookie, had a couple of rushing touchdowns. Now, the injury, those injuries are always tricky. Uh, sometimes it takes uh, a player to be another year removed uh from the from the, from that injury from that surgery before they get back to form, so we'll see have to play out. But if you were impressed with Joe Burrow last year and the, and and you know the pace that he was on, now he has Jamar Chase as well to that existing roster. Boy, there's a lot to like about Joe Burrow, and uh, there are a lot of people talking him up and clearly have him as uh, a quarterback one inside the top ten at the position and. Uh, I can see, you know, why there is a lot of hype uh, surrounding the player. Yeah, and, and I get the hype. I mean, I have a small concern bouncing back from an injury, you know, like an ACL tear. But I would say uh, much different than you know many years ago. It's it's a lot it's a lot easier to bounce back from from these injuries. You know, he's a, he's a young player. I, I think the Wiz's point. Uh, look, the Cincinnati Bengals average 40 attempts a game, uh, which is a lot of throws. They tend to play from behind. Um, this defense probably, even though they have some changing faces on it, uh, probably still is, is is one of the worst defense in, in, in the in the uh, in the NFL. They're not a great defense, uh, but you know I think you'll see more of the same. And uh, Joe Burrow attempting 40 yard 40 attempts in a game. Uh, it's going to lead to a lot of yards if he's able to stay healthy through the season. I'd say the one knock on him is his efficiency with those throws. Um, he did have only 13 touchdowns. So I think if you look at his efficiency versus uh, the rest of the league, uh, you know, again, a lot of that probably has to do with preparation because preparation was different last year. Rookie quarterback not getting the same reps that they normally would get coming into the season. So, so I think that inefficiency probably is explained by some of with some of that. Um, but yeah, he's going to have to get better at that because I'd like to see that touchdown um, ratio a lot higher. Only only five picks, but only thirteen touchdowns. So, and you know, we do know he, he took a lot of sacks last year. Uh, and that's one thing uh, that that's a point of concern on this with this offensive line. Yeah, I mean, I think he's right on the cusp, and you know, right on that thing of being a quarterback one. You know, when I look at him, you know, I have him uh, somewhere between ten and like fourteen, uh, and that could move up and down. You know, over the next couple of months. But you know, just the one one thing before we move on to uh, Joe Mixon is. You know, you make a good point. You know, times have changed when it comes to this type of injury, and athletes 
uh, who, you know, just had the ability to recover. You know, you look at a guy like Adrian Peterson, the way he recovered, and athletes do. But the one thing I will say, it's more than just a physical thing, right? With a quarterback, there's a big mental hurdle to climb. And I'm sure Joe Burrow has not put himself in harm's way yet since the procedure. And there will come a point in time where that pass rush is going to be for real. They're not going to care about whether he has a, you know, a red uniform on, don't touch me like he has in practice. And uh, that's going to be the thing. And, uh, you know, you're going to have to look at every single drop back when the season starts and think to yourself, should they have taken Penesu with that pick? So we'll see how it plays out. But it's more than just physical stuff when it comes to the quarterback position with that type of injury. There's, there's a mental hurdle, and you have to still stand in there and, and be willing and able to uh, understand that, you know, you're going to take some big hits, and uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see how quickly he's able to overcome that aspect of it. Let's go on to Joe Mixon and the running back story. You know, Gio Bernard was here for a long time. He's not here anymore, but we're on, we're on to Joe Mixon. And uh, Joe Mixon, in, injury last year, a, a little bit of a mis- mystery around, around that injury and getting him back on the field. It just never came to fruition. Uh, so what's, what's your view, is on, 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 on Joe Mixon, uh, who's going to get a lot of usage in this offense? I know, I know they have Samaj Perine, Perine, uh, Perine backing him up. Uh, Travion Williams is still on this roster. But there should be a lot of opportunity for a player like Joe Mixon in this offense. Uh, I know play, when you get burned by a player like we did in one of our leagues, it's always difficult to go back into that well. Uh, but Joe Mixon, to me, from in, ter- in terms of opportunity, you know, seems to be one of those guys that's definitely slated for bell cow usage. It appears that way. I, I'm just I, what concerned me about Mixon last year was. What was happening when the game script was going against Cincinnati and, uh, you know, when they were trailing, which they were in, in, in most of their games, if not all of their games, um, he was really not part of the game plan. I mean, they were just not using him, uh, which you see like a lot of elite running backs being used. Like, they don't care if you're up by 14 or down by 14. They're still going to be the guy. But uh, he wasn't in that game script when they were trailing and they were having to throw the ball. Now, there's always a lot of talk, you know, he's going to be out three down back and he's going to be out bell cow. I, you know, uh, I'd like to see that. I'm, you know, I'm wondering if that'll take place. And if that is the case, then, yeah, you have to put Joe Mixon uh, right up there in, you know, in, in running back one status if he's going to be uh, a three down back and, as you put it, the bell cow back, uh, which is, is, is far and few between these days. So I have Joe Mixon right on the cusp along with his teammate Joe Burrow uh, of being, uh, you know, a top um, 12 guy at the position, so, somewhere in that rank. But uh, if he is, um, it's a terrific offense to be uh, – to be to be a bell cow running back on that's for sure. So it was interesting to me was when P Ryan got in there. P Ryan's a big dude, um, but when he got in there, he averaged almost five yards a carry, um, you know, sixty three attempts for three hundred uh, rushing yards. Uh, and I think Joe Mixon, who, who got off to a really slow start in 19, had a very good second half of the year, averaged four yards a carry. Then last year was only averaging three and a half, three point six 3.6 yards per carry. So it's something I'm just going to watch out for. I, you know, I know Gio, like I said, Gio Bernard's gone. Uh, he did, uh, Gio Bernard got 59 targets last year as a running back out of the backfield. And I think Joe Mixon can catch the ball well. That's not necessarily Pirine's um, 
uh, P. Ryan's forte, but just something to watch. That's a pretty startling difference between uh, rushing, you know, and, and you know, it's not like P. Ryan didn't attempt a lot of rushes. 63 rushes is a, is a decent amount. Mixon attempted 120. So just something to keep an eye on that, that you know, that, that's the guy that I think would have a lot of value if something were to happen to Mixon. And he was effective when he, get, when he was given an opportunity last year. Absolutely. There's no, there's, there's no question about that. You know, you just, you know, the ability is one thing, you know, the usage is just something that's out of the control of uh, the fantasy football community. And, uh, you know, it's up to the coaches and uh, I don't know the coach has shown to be a little inconsistent uh, when it comes to some of these things. And uh, we'll, we'll see how it, we'll see how it plays out, but it's certainly uh, looking very optimistic for Joe Mixon going into the season. Yeah, and we, we spoke about this receiving core on that uh, wide receiver podcast that we did where we thought, uh, you know, some of these receivers were tightly bunched together. I think the only thing I, I would want to add here right now is that when you look at the passing attempts to each of those receivers, it was very, very close. 110 to, to Tyler Boyd, 108 to T. Higgins, 104 to A.J. Green. We know A.J. Green has moved on, and in, in, in comes Jamar Chase. Uh, you know, I, I think you'll probably see similar usage. There are different types of players, all three of them. You know, Boyd will be playing out of the slot in this team. I think he's, in my opinion, Boyd is a receiver that's basically been un, underdrafted and undervalued, uh, you know, three or four seasons in a row. Uh, that probably is the case again this year. We, we know they don't use the tight end a lot uh, on this team. They ranked in the top bottom five of tight end targets. Um, Drew Sample and C.J. Ozuma are the two tight ends here. But I don't know, Wiz, if you want to add something on the, in particular on the receivers, if you, you know, kind of we talked about pecking orders here. I, and you mentioned already the relationship, even though Jamar Chase opted out of college football last year, you know, he did play with Joe Burrow and we know he electrified uh, the college football community in 2019 when him and Burrow were out there together. Yeah. What I want to add is, you know, we've only done six teams so far and I think probably three or four of those teams I've said that I don't think any of the wide receivers are starting fantasy wide receivers where any of them I like to finish in the top 30 or 35 well Cincinnati I think all three players are fantasy football starters all of them are either wide receiver or two wide receiver three and as far as Joe Burrow is what I what I loved about Joe Burrow is you know, a lot of times you see these college quarterbacks and they have like an elite receiver and they just hone in on that guy. Well, Joe Burrow in his last year at LSU, his three receivers were Jamar Chase. We saw what Justin Jefferson did last year as a second receiver. And Terrace Marshall was drafted this year, uh, I believe, in the th- second or third round. And he was able to spread the ball to all of those guys including Randy Moss's son, who kind of played tight end on that team. So he knows how to spread the ball. He knows how to get the ball to the open guy. You know, he's not going to be just looking Jamar Chase's way every single play because he was his teammate at LSU. He has a year of throwing the ball to T. Higgins, who was playing uh, very well last year towards the, you know, end of the year, as well as, as you mentioned, Tyler Board, who who is a PPR machine. So, on Cincinnati, all three of these wide receivers should be drafted in all formats, and I can see all three of them finishing as high as wide receiver two this season. I think we'd agree. Uh, we, would, we wouldn't be seeing uh, a Cincinnati Bengal tight end on too many teams, correct? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah, it won't. 
I mean, with all due respect to Drew Sample, he he should not be drafted in any in any format. Yeah, and I would say the same thing. This defense, I, I, we know they added uh, Trey Hendrickson, but uh, you know they lo- they lost Lawson on here. Uh, Geno Atkins is no longer going to be here as well. I, I you know the, the the Bengals are a defense that I'm staying away from, very far away from. There will be a change at kicker. Uh, Randy Bullock was was an effective kicker last year. Not a hell of a lot of attempts, but he was effective when he got an opportunity. But they did draft a kicker. Um, they drafted McPherson out of Florida. Uh, he's a rookie. He's going to compete with Austin Siebert. Uh, I mean, I mean, maybe potentially an offense that has some value. Uh, you know, we've talked about the offensive abilities here. So the kicker could have some value. Not a kicker that's going to get drafted, I don't think, on, on draft day, but something to keep an eye on as the season moves on. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we're... Uh... You know, like Belichick said, we're on to Cincinnati. I think we're on to Cleveland now. That is the next stop, Cleveland Browns. That is correct. Guru and Wiz Fantasy Football Podcast, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and SoundCloud. Uh, We are doing our capsules for each and every team in the NFL, division by division. Uh, So, Wiz, we'll be talking Cleveland shortly. You got it.